So let's learn together Mayan Beis HaShreva from Rav Schwab. Perak Chavtes Pasuk Lamed. The Pasuk says in this week's parsha Vayavai Gamel Rachel. He also came onto Rachel, talking about Yaakov Avinu. Vayehav Gam Es Rachel Meleah. The Pasuk says that he loved Rachel more than Leah. It's a funny way of saying it, but that's sort of the gist of the Pasuk. Vayehav Gam Es Rachel. He also loved Rachel Mileya more than Leia. Harimashmais ha pasuk shaves Leia of a like my Rachel. If you were to analyze this pasuk, would this pasuk be implying that he didn't like Leia? No, the pasuk doesn't say he didn't like Leia. Yaakov, Yaakov liked both of them. It says vayav gamas Rachel Mileya. He just loved. He loved both his wives. He loved Rachel. More than Leah. Wasn't he didn't hate Leah? He loved her also, just he loved Rachel more than her. But now we have to understand if that's true, if that understanding is true, so then how do we understand the Pasuk? Laman Aleph, next Pasuk actually, that says that Hashem saw Kisnua Leah, that Leah felt despised, or that Leah was despised. She wasn't despised. Yaakov loved her. He just loved Rachel more than her. If the Pasuk had said that he loved Rachel and he hated Leah, I understand the next Pasuk that Hashem saw that Leah was hated, but it doesn't say that. It says that he loved them both. It's just that he loved Rachel more than Leah. And also, that's Hashem's perspective. Look at Leah's perspective in Pasuk Chav Gimel. Hashem heard that I am despised. So she also felt despised, which is very strange because she shouldn't have felt that way if Yaakov really loved her. Another thing Rav Shua points out, how can you even begin to, uh, to accuse Yaakov Avinu of hating Leah? There's a Pasuk that's Mephorosh in the Torah, Parashas Kedashim, You're not allowed to hate somebody. If you, have, if you harbor hatred in your heart for somebody else, for another Yid, then you're in violation of a love. You're not allowed to hate somebody. So you were accusing Yaakov Avinu of, of violating a lot. Yaakov Avinu is the Bukhir Shabbat You think he's just going to flippantly uh, be, be in violation of a, of a lav that's Mephorosh in the Torah? But yet Hashem is accusing him of hating Leah, and Leah is thinking that she's hated from him. How could they cast such aspersions on, on Yaakov Avinu? And certainly... Furthermore, what Chazal tell us in Yevamis, Ayava Kigufa, Kigufa, you're supposed to love her like you love your own body, meaning your wife. Your wife you're supposed to love as much as you love yourself. Umachabda, when it comes to being Machabed her, it's Yaisa Migufa. You're supposed to be Machabed her more than you would your own self. You're supposed to love your wife uh, equally to yourself, and you're supposed to honor her more than you honor yourself. So if you know, if you have a, let's say you get a first-class plane ticket and an economy plane ticket. So who, who, who does, which do you give to yourself, which do you give to your wife? So the Chazal tell us you're supposed to be mechabed her more than you're mechabed. If you get bumped up to first class, that's your wife's seat. It's not your seat. 
You're supposed to mechabit her more than you're mechabit yourself. And yet, the psukim seemed to imply for some reason that he didn't love her. And how could he, how could he violate a pasuk? How could he violate a chazal in Yivamis? And But the most astounding problem is that the pasuk never says that he didn't love her. He did love her. He just didn't love her as much as Rachel. And we're going to see a tremendous yisaid from this uh, from all these diukim, all these questions. Raya Mizeh says of Schwab, we could take a tremendous lesson from this. Shebechinas sina ben ishle ishtai enai begeder sinas ha'ayvim. When we speak about hatred between a husband and a wife, that's not the regular terminology of hatred. Like you hate your your enemy, your sworn enemy. You hate, so you hate your wife. No, it's a different. It's a different dictionary. It's a different. A different word, a different definition of hatred. By a, by an enemy, it means that I really hate somebody. If I have a sworn enemy, it means I hate him. I can't stand him. every time I see him. It makes me crazy, and I want to get rid of him, and I want to. I don't want anything to do with him. When it's between the love of a husband and a wife, it's different. Sheba'avas isha cheres yeser mimena. This, that Yaakov Vinu loved Rachel more than Leah, as far as a, a relationship between a husband and a wife, is considered in the eyes of Hashem and in the eyes of Leah, for that matter, as if Yaakov Avinu hated her. And that's why the Psukim say, by Hashem Kisnu Hashem saw that she was hated, Leah felt hated. How did she feel hated? He loved her. He probably, you know, did everything you know that he did for Rachel, he did to her, did for her. But the answer is that when it comes to marriage, the relationship has to be of such a a, a beautiful, lofty level of love that a woman has to feel that her husband loves her more than anything else in the world. More than anything else in the world. And if a woman says, you know what, I know he loves him, but he loves something else more than me. Maybe it's, uh, you know, in the, in the olden days when they had two wives, he felt, she felt that she likes, uh, he likes uh, the other wife better than her. Or maybe it's, uh, in this day and age, maybe a husband likes... Uh, uh, football on Sundays and he doesn't want to look at her the whole Sunday because he's obsessed with football and she feels that, she lo- that he loves his football more than he loves her or uh, he loves his chavrusa more than he loves her or whatever else you could fill in the blanks depending on what your thing is that you love in life if it's okay to love things it's okay to have a, you know to be a fan it's okay to have a chavrusa it's okay to, to, to like uh, hobbies whatever it is that does it for you that's fine but you always have to make sure that your wife feels that you love her more than that thing. That you love her and you like spending time with her. And if you would be able to spend more time with her, you would. And that you're my favorite person in the world. But I have other things that she can understand that you have other likes and other hobbies and other interests. That's okay. But the second that she feels that you love something more than her, it's not like a normal relationship that, you know, okay, so we, you know, if I have... If I have a friend and, and he feels that, you know, I, have a, I like somebody else more than I like him, I think he's okay with that. You know, maybe he'd want to be my best friend, but he understands that I have better friends than him. That's okay. Who cares? When it comes to a, a wife, a wife looks to her husband 
as being everything in her world. And if she feels that her husband has other things that he prefers over her, it's not that she feels, all right, fine, it's, it's good, you know, at least he likes me, at least he loves me, but it's not. She feels hatred. She, fe- she feels hated by him. She feels like she, that he doesn't love her, even though he does love her. But the fact that he loves something else more than her makes her believe that he doesn't love her. And the opposite, that he even hates her. It's a new definition of, because we're not used to this. You know, as a bachar in yeshiva or wherever, you're not, we don't know what this is all about. Right? We're just used to the relationships that we have. We have our parents, we have our, our siblings, we have our friends, we have our roommate, we have our chavrus, so we have those relationships. But we never really begin to understand the relationship between a husband and a wife. And that's why when you, um, when you start dating, it's really important to uh, either read a lot of books about the relationship between a husband and a wife. There's a lot of very good books uh, that are from you know, rabbinic Jewish sources that are very valuable to read, uh, or it's important to have a Rebbe throughout the process, or listen to a shirim online about it, because there is, uh, there's so much to understand about the relationship of a husband and a wife that is brand new. And if you go into marriage thinking that, well, you know, I always got along with my roommate, I always had, I always had friends, I always had family, everything always worked out well, so Mastama is going to work out great with my marriage also, and Mitzvah Hashem it will, but if you think that it's the same exact uh, matrix of whatever you were doing in the past to what you're going to be doing in the future, you're wrong. And it's going to take a lot of work then to, to fix it afterwards. So it's much better to learn about these things earlier on so that you're prepared for it uh, rather than uh, learning it on the job and you know, just assuming everything and then you're going to be rudely awoken when you see that your wife is, feels you, know, you don't like her because you're doing this and you're doing that and you're not giving her all the attention and love that she needs. And this is exactly what Rav Schwab says. In fact, whenever I give a chasen shmuz, if there's a, a chasen yeshiva and he asks me, I'll you know, give him a private uh, shmuz before the chasna, I always... I try always to say over this Rav Schwab, because this, this that we're learning tonight is a, it's not just Tom, another shtickle tire from him. This is a very major principle of a man-woman relationship. It's something that very few men understand about the relationship, but it, there's so much psychology in it, and it's so true. And when you're married, you'll understand this Rav Schwab even better, but it's good at least for you to bookmark this Rav Schwab and... and uh, and, uh, you know, take it to heart because it's very, very important to know this, that a woman not, needs to feel that her husband loves her more than anything else. If she feels that, you can do anything you want and you'll, and you'll have a good marriage. But if, if you feel like, you know, that you're going to do other things and you, she sees and you feel it maybe, that you like other things better than her, then that's very problematic. She's not going to look at it like, okay, fine, some I get silver medal. No, no, she looks like she's, she has nothing. She feels like you don't like her, and that's the way that a woman, uh, a woman looks at things, vis-a-vis her husband. The Indian Zem Lamdenu Musar Haskel and says of Schwab, this is a very uh, big Musar Haskel for us. This is a great takeaway, but not just you know for people that are married or about to get married, but it's for every single person. Shehine Klal Yisrael Nimshalaki Isha Alakadish Baruch Hu. Klal Yisrael is compared to a woman 
We're the woman in the relationship, and Hashem um, is the man. That that Hakadosh will have a sinna, ena kavana. I'm sorry. Klal Yisrael is the isha in the relationship. Klal Yisrael is the woman, and Hashem is the man. And so when it says l'sayne ena kavana le'elo hasaynim chas v'shalom as Hashem el shabavas davar acher yisem avas Hashem so what he's saying is as follows. If we have a relationship with Hashem, like an Isha and an Isha, whatever we have said up until this point tonight applies, you could just take it and apply it to our relationship with Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that I'm going to pay you back with signing people that hate me. How, is, what is, how do you define somebody that hates Hashem? I don't know so many people that actually you know, hate Hashem. You have to be a really big Russia to actually despise Hashem. We might not always feel loved by Hashem. Maybe sometimes we feel Hashem hates us, which isn't true, of course. But I don't know too many people that actually hate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Schwab says it doesn't mean that they actually hate him. There's a much easier way of being, of being entitled a, a hater of Hashem, and that is when you do things that you do things that are that show Hashem that you have much more enjoyment in them than serving him. And when you do that, just like the woman feels hated in the relationship. Hashem also feels hated by us if he sees that we have a gishmak in things other than serving him, more than him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't mind that we have other interests in life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't mind if we go skiing, if we do uh, sports, if we, uh, you know, if we like painting, we like music, that's all fine. But he does mind if he sees that those things that we enjoy doing, we have a bigger geschmack in them than serving him, than going to davening and going to learn and, and doing mitzvahs. And this is a very important thing. If a person doesn't want to be accused of being a Saini Hashem, he has to be very careful to prioritize serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu over doing other things that you, you can do things that you enjoy, but you always have to sort of give yourself a, uh, a diagnosis of, do I enjoy doing those things more than serving Hashem? And I think if we ask ourselves that question honestly, I, you know, it's scary to know what our answers would be. If we would take a, a private, uh, anonymous questionnaire and really ask ourselves, you know, do we love serving Hashem as much as we love doing whatever it is that we really like doing? I don't know. Do we have a geschmack in davening like we have a geschmack in, uh, in, uh, in eating ice cream? Do we, have a, do we enjoy learning as much as we enjoy, uh, uh, I don't know, listening to a history podcast or a murder podcast or something? I don't know, whatever, whatever you like doing. Um, I don't know. And if, if the answer is I don't know, that's not good. Real Yidden, Yidden that really take their Yiddishkeit seriously, they live 
for davening. They live for serving Hashem. I, I used to have a friend who, like, he did mitzvahs, like, really, really well. And, um, like, every, he, his davening, Hashem Esrei, took, like, maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes, and he meant it. He wasn't doing it to show off or whatever, to be the firmest guy in the room. He really loved davening. And every time he started davening, he had a, like a, a polyester tie in his pocket. He would unroll it and he would, he would wear it for davening. And shachers, minchamayev, every single day. He, he wanted to like do something special for the Rabbi Nishon. He loved davening. He loved learning. He loved his sukkah. He like, you know, we, we make a sukkah and then uh, we, you know, we leave it most of we're, we're there maybe 10% of Yantiv if we're good. And the rest of the time, we're in great adventure. We're here, we're there, we're running all over the place. But, you know, the sukkah is just a place, like a booth to go in and eat and then like, and then do our thing. He literally lived in his sukkah, the whole sukkahs. He moved his, back in the day before there was, uh, there were cell phones. He actually wired his, his regular phone to be in the sukkah. He had his bed in the sukkah. He ate. He, you knew that if you wanted to shmooze them, you had to go to his sukkah and talk to him. In other words, he, he loved doing mitzvahs. He loved keeping away from Averis also. He would, he'd have very thick glasses and um, he couldn't see. He was like legally blind without his glasses. But when he went on Main Street, when he went on, you know, to walk from, you know, his yeshiva to wherever it was that he was going, to home, he took off his glasses. Now, maybe if you take off your glasses, I took off my glasses, you could sort of see. He couldn't see a thing. So he was like, you know, saying Shalom Aleichem to a mailbox, and he was, uh, you know, bumping into a parking meter and like going in. Like, he couldn't, he literally couldn't see, but he didn't want to look at things on the street. So that's what he did. He was a real Yid. He was a real card-carrying member of Kal Yisrael. I don't know too many people. Actually, I'm talking about one guy that I knew in my whole life. So very, it's a very rare thing to find such people, at least the people that, that I know. But maybe there are a lot of them in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe there are a lot of them in Lakewood or something. I don't know. But like, that's a beautiful thing, to be able to really have a geschmack out of serving Hashem you know, I think we like being Jewish because culturally there's a lot of perks to being Jewish. It's nice to have Shabbos, it's nice to have Yantiv, it's nice to, you know, have a Simchas. We appreciate elements of it, but do we live for it? Like, do we really, like, do we get excited? Does our blood pressure start, you know, does our, our, our heart start pumping a little faster when we think about Shabbos, when we think about Yantiv, when we think about learning, when we think about davening? I don't know. I, you know, maybe yours does. I don't know if I could say that mine does. But I know that I do get excited about other things, about, you know, whatever it is that I'm interested in doing. And, and we all have our, our, our hobbies and our things that we love doing. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is what Rav Shab is saying, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking and, and, and weighing, do you like anything more than serving me? And if the answer is yes, even though you love Hashem, and you love, you love serving Him, let's say, but... He sees that you have a bigger geschmack in doing other things in life. That's L'Sinai. If we apply this, this doctrine of Rav Schwab about how if you love something more than another thing in a relationship, it's like you hate the, other, the person that you love less, or that's the way it's perceived by Hashem, and it's perceived by the, the other person in the, in the relationship, then that would apply to our relationship with Hashem as well. I just want to end with a beautiful vart that, from this parsha that I think really ties in nicely to this. It's something from Rameir Shapiro, who was the uh, founder of Dafyaimi, 
and the Rashiva of Chachme Lublin, the Pasuk says that Yaakovinu says, Ma pishi umachatasi, what is my pesha? What is my sin? What is my chatas? Another form of sin. Ki that you that you followed me to get the trophim. You, you, you dropped everything and you ran after me to look for those avedazaris that you're accusing me of stealing from you. Remember the story that Yaakov and went away in the middle of the night with Rachel and Leah and all the kids and all the animals and, and, uh, and, and Rachel took the trophim. She took the avedazara out of her father's home. And Lavan got word, hopped that there was that they were gone, and he starts chasing after him. He wasn't a young man; he was running, running, running to catch up to Yaakov. He says, "You took my trophim after all that I did for you. How could you steal my trophim?" And of course, Yaakov said, "We didn't steal your trophim, and if we did, then he cursed the person that would. And of course, it was Rachel, and that's why she died, um, you know, on the road. But." This is what Yaakov Avinu says, what do you, what's my sin that you're running after me like you are? So Meir Shapiro says a beautiful vart. He says, Yaakov saw the Messiris Nefesh that Lovan had for his trophim. Lovan had his Avedizara. And it wasn't just a casual relationship that he had. But he started running after Yaakovina to find his Avedazar. He was so smitten by this, by these idols, that he couldn't live without them. He was like, uh, "Where's my Avedazar? Where's my Trophim? Where are they?" And he's like, and you know, he's like really desperate, looking for this Avedazar that he obviously has such a close relationship with. And Yaakovina looks at this whole scene playing out, and he says, "Ma machatasi, how I have sinned." Look at my sins. How can I have sinned so, so lowly? That I see you, how excited you are after your Avedazaras and your Meiser Nefesh for, them, for things that are heavily that's nothing. But yet your Meiser Nefesh, and there's nothing to them. And, and as far as I'm concerned, my Meiseris Nefesh is so schwach compared to yours. I'm running after a real God, but... Am I really running after him the way you are? In other words, Yaakov Avinu understood this vart that we're saying tonight, that, of course I love Hashem, but do I love Hashem as much as Lavan loves Hashem, loves his God, Lavdil? And by extension, do we, when we see people that are so obsessed with their football teams, or their baseball teams, or whatever it is, or they're obsessed with their music bands, or their, uh, their singers, or their... Uh, I don't know, whatever it is that people have, everyone has their own thing. Their video games, or their, uh, you know, their, their poetry, or their uh, music, or their, uh, their shows, their movies, their podcast, whatever it is that they're into, and everybody has their own thing, but what, how, how low have I sinned that I, I, have a, I have an obsession about things other than Hashem, and I don't have that same obsession. I might... I might Love Hashem, but I'm not obsessed with Him. I'm not obsessed with the mitzvahs. I don't live for mitzvahs. I don't wake up in the morning, washing running out of bed, like to come to davening on time and to, and to learn and say there and everything. I don't. I don't always feel that way. Maybe sometimes we do, hopefully, but on a on a regular day, I don't feel that way, and that's sad. Because we should feel that way. A real yid has has an obsession with Akedat Shvarchu, and if we feel that we don't have that. 
It's not a casual, it's not such a small thing. It's, a, it's, also, it's almost together that it's a hatred for Hashem because it's a relationship. And when you have a relationship, you have to make sure that the other party always feels that I love you more than I love anything else. And this is something that we have to, uh, have to really think about. This is what Rav Schwab ends. Everybody has to like, be upset about This has to agitate us. Should merit us, should be mezaka us to serve him in truth, with love, with all of my heart. There's a, a famous story about the Chavetz Chaim who lost his, uh, he lost a son. A son was died very young, and he was away, and he came back just at the time of Purah. I think he missed the actual hesped. He came back just in the nick of time as they were burying him. So Chavetz Chaim said that he quoted a woman during the Spanish Inquisition who lost her son. Her son was killed. And, and she said to Hashem, this, this, she was an orphan woman. Now she, uh, she was a, a widow, rather, and now she lost her son. So she said the following. She says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, until now, I wasn't able to say that I loved you with all of your heart because I had a, a tremendous love for my son. And that always occupied a very big part of my heart. But now that I lost my son, I hereby dedicate the entire heart with all of the love that I have within to you. And the Chavetz Chaim said, I want to say the same exact word as this woman. He says, I also, I had a tremendous love for the son, and that's, that love was competing with the love that I had for Hashem, but now I'm going to give you all of that love that I had for my son. I'm giving that to you. I'm dedicating that to you. And this is something that I think we could all do in our lives a little bit. Like we have to move, shift, shift a little bit, like move the furniture in our heart a little bit around and figure out like what is it that I really, really love and dedicate some of that love to Hashem. It doesn't mean that we're going to be, become my friend that's like obsessed with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but a little bit, a little bit, you know, more of like uh, taking love away from other things that are competing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love and, and moving them into the column of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Learn, looking forward to davening and spending davening loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, saying, I love you, Tashem, like Rabbi Victor Miller taught us that we should. And all of these things, the more that we could ignite that relationship, that love again, and build that beautiful man-woman relationship as we should be enjoying with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, the closer we'll get to him, and in Mitzvah Hashem we will be together, Ayave Hashem.